What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brennan Scott again from Locked On Wizards. Today, we are going to do end of the season report card for the owner, Ted Leonsis, the GM, Tommy Shepard, the coach, Weston Sale Jr., and we're even going to do grades on the Capital City Go-Go GM, Amber Nichols. So we're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly for the upper office, or the front office, that is, and the coaching staff. Next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So let's get into it. Today, or rather tonight, we are going to do the end-of-the-season report card for the owner, Ted Leonsis, the general manager, Tommy Shepard, the general manager of the Capital City Go-Go, Amber Nichols, and the head coach, Wes Unsell Jr. So let's slide into it tonight. Uh, we're going to start with the top of the pyramid, report card for the owner, Ted Leonsis. So I'm going to give you some notes about Ted Leonsis, and I'm going to give you my final grade at the end. Uh, you could probably pretty much guess what it's going to be, but hey, for the sake of breaking monotony, let's get into it. So Ted Leon says, now Ted Leon says, what what the notes I'm going to bring up is, I, I guess I'm going to come up with a grade first and then explain to you why I graded this person. I think it would be easier that way. So Ted Leon says, the owner, I'm going to go ahead and give him an F. Reasons I give the owner of the Washington Wizards an F. Okay, fair enough. Number one, when when your goal for the season is to make the play-in tournament, your franchise has already failed. I say I, I, I said it in offseason, lead up to the, uh, this previous season. I said it all regular season, and I'm saying it now, that at the beginning of the year, if your goal as a franchise, any franchise, all 30 franchises in the NBA, if your goal is not to win a championship, you failed. The goal should be to win a championship. So when Ted Leon says, A, um, sit, you know, pretty much made the goal the play-in tournament, he failed his franchise. Two, it, it you know, it's a popular opinion around the DMV, you know, the DC area that Telion says really he cares about playoff revenue. You know, he really doesn't care if we go past the first round. You know, if we get bounced out in the first round, at least he gets playoff revenue. And, you know, past performances, if you look at, you know, the one year of Russ uh, being here with Bradley Bill, you know, they did uh, the gentleman sweep against the 76ers. You know, if you look at the John Wall era, yeah, one year we almost made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, you know, with this, you know, under Ted Leonsis, you know, this team has only gone so far. You know, you can argue that, that you know, have they pushed your chips to the center of the table enough to really, really provide either a, you know, John Wall or Bradley Bill now that he's a franchise guy, the adequate entourage to win a championship. And I, I'm going to say no. So, that's one reason right there that I grade him enough. Two, the never take mentality. You know, he he famous, uh, famously said, I will never tank. But then if you look at the second half, you know, especially the last 10 games, this team was tanking. You know, they, they, they pulled all their starters out and they were playing the young guys, which a lot of us wanted them to do. You know, look, 
I'll say this. I am pro rebuild, but I'm not exactly pro tank. I the, the you know, the, the notion that you lose on purpose, I, I don't, it doesn't sit well with me either, but you know, if you look at this, you know, they definitely tank in the second half of the season. So that whole never tank mentality is a bunch of bull because they tanked. But, you know, like I said, um, a few people have said, you know, ask me, you know, you know, are pro rebuild. Are you pro tank? No, I'm, I'm pro rebuild, but I'm not pro tank. You know, the lose on purpose and the reason for that, you know, sometimes, you, you know, there's different levels of tanking and sometimes, yeah, it is acceptable. But overall, as, from a fan perspective, you know, when the team tanks, you know, you're cheating the fan base. You know, people are paying, you know, it's the same thing as sitting down starters. You know, when people pay, for example, if I pay for tickets for the Milwaukee Bucks coming to play the Wizards, I'm playing to not only see my team, but I want to see Giannis Antetokounmpo. So if they said him, what's the point? I'm spending all that money for a guy that's not even going to play. So my perspective is kind of the fan perspective, you know, tanking cheats fans. So my hat goes off to the 76ers fans, how you were able to stomach the process. Um, number three not receptible to criticism he has proven to not be receptible to criticism of how he conducts his business um my biggest thing with telling is again is that you're not doing this city or this fan base any justice but not aiming for the stars which is an nba championship you know when people criticize this fan uh this franchise you know a lot of people get the kind of the the drift that they're really hesitant to accept criticism, you know, and, you know, obviously with their goals going forward, it has little to do with the actual pulse of the fan base, which a lot of us want to rebuild, but you know, obviously they're going forward with this current core of Bradley Bill, Christopher Zings and uh, Kyle Kuzma. So, you know, those are the three reasons why I gave to Ted Leonsis now, you know, his, his inability to be receptive to criticism, um, the never tank mentality. I get not wanting to tank, but then when you tank anyways, and then it's, it's, it's abysmal. And number one, not having a championship as your goal mentality. Beginning of the year, beginning of every regular season, again, championship should be your goal. And it wasn't this year for this team, and it shows. So we're going to move into the general manager, Tommy Shepard. Now, what did I grade Tommy Shepard? Well, he... Did not fail. He got a D plus. So he 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 barely made the cut. But the reason I gave Tommy Shepard a D plus. Okay, number one, the Denver Nuggets and the LA Lakers trades. Okay, the Denver Nuggets trades um, sending KCP and Ish Smith to Denver for Monte Morris and Will the Thrill Barton. It was a fail. Will the Thrill is no longer on the team. He was an ISO heavy player that just never really fit into the system and quickly fell out of favor and out of the rotation. And Monte Morris, well, he has stepped into the, the starting point guard role. He's just not it long term. He's, he's, he's a smaller guard who struggles on defense and struggles against bigger and faster guards. So, you know, considering you considering one of the biggest needs on his team is a three and D wing, which KCP was trading a three and D wing for two guys that. One, one of the guys is not even on the team. And two, you know, Monte's not even a long-term solution at point guard. So to me, that was a bad trade. You know, I said it then and I say it now. I wasn't a fan of it then because I knew that, you know, you gave up a really good defender. You know, outside of Denny Avia, KCP was our best defender. And the fact that he could shoot from behind the arc, you know, he, he's just the leadership. I mean, it was a big loss. And then if you look at the L.A. Laker trade, obviously, look, me and E are not big fans of Rui Hachimura. 
being traded to the Lakers. And, you know, obviously, look, Rui wanted out, so he had to move Rui eventually. But, I, you know, both me and Ed both feel that they should have waited. You know, he 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 traded him way too soon. He should have felt the market a little more. And I I, I do believe he could have got more for Rui Hachimura. Because, again, Kendrick Nunn, you know, while his first couple games coming to D.C. was electrifying, that was about it. You know, he has struggled to find a consistent place in, in the rotation for the second unit. And, you know, while, yeah, you got two second-round picks, but one of the second-round picks, the other, you know, is in the back end of the second round. So, really, with the back end of the second round, that's a developmental pick. So, you know, I wasn't a fan of either trades. I think they were both really bad trades. Uh, number two, signing Xavier Cooks to a four-year contract. Okay, Xavier Cooks has little NBA experience. And, yes, he was the MVP in the Australian Basketball League. But, you know, if you look at his play and his play style and how he played coming over to the Wizards in the later part of the season, clearly on the offensive and at the defensive end, he is a step too slow. And, and I like Xavier Cooks. And I think that with proper development and really putting some work in the offseason and training camp and maybe the summer league, he can develop. He's got athleticism. He's got potential. But, you know, my thing is this, a four-year deal for a guy who has very little NBA experience, you know, and it's just I, I don't understand that move. I wouldn't have made that move. Not a long-term contract like that, maybe a one- to two-year deal, because really you don't know what you're getting. You know, like I said, I like the I like the intangibles of Xavier Cooks, but, you know, his three-point shot is much to be desired, and he's just he's got a, he's got a lot of work to do. So, D-plus, you're wondering, why didn't you fail Tommy Shepard? Well, giving Jordan Goodwin, number three, giving Jordan Goodwin an NBA contract. Jordan Goodwin earned that contract. You know, he was he's a dog on the court. He's a pest on defense. He's just, he's hard-nosed on offense. He earned that contract, and that was a good move on Tommy Shepard's part by um, giving Jordan Goodwin an NBA contract. So, I'm going to give Tommy Shepard a D-plus, man. You know, like I said, the... The two trades he conducted were, were trash, in my opinion. And Xavier Cooks, while I do think he has potential, he is a project. And to give a project a four-year deal, especially considering the cap situation in D.C., to me is a little questionable. So before we move on, we're going to go into Wes Unsell Jr. and what I grade him. And we're going to talk about Amber Nichols, the, the general manager of the Capital City Go-Go, and why I do think she should be promoted to assistant GM. But before we do... Tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals and last-minute tickets and the best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. What are some of the things you like about Game Time app experience? Well, it's very user-friendly, and you do and, you know, when you go against other apps such as Ticketmaster or SeatGeek, you get the best deals uh, compared to the other ones. So I, I am definitely a big fan of Game Time. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, like the Commanders, basketball for the Wizards, baseball for the O's and the Nationals, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section of the row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference, which you do not see from other sites. Get the images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect and what your point of view is. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you'll never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without stress with game time. 
Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. I definitely recommend it, y'all. Download Game Day today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So let's get into it. All right, now I'm going to get into Wes Ansel Jr., the second-year head coach coming over from Denver, where his M.O. was defense. Where do I rank Wes Unsell Jr.? I'm going to give him a C-. minus. Why do I give him a C-? minus? Well, number one, lack of adjustments. Big issue for Wes Unsell this year. You know, I get it. You know, before I really get into Wes Unsell, let me say this. I personally do like Wes Unsell. Um, you know, coming over from Denver with his M.O. was defense. Uh, you know, you got a lot of accolades from players over there, you know, how he really worked and really got people better at defense, especially Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. But, you know, and, and, you know, coming into a situation like the Washington Wizards where, one, you have veteran guys who are either just got paid, fighting for minutes, fighting for contracts, you know, fighting for roles, and, B, you know, young guys like Denny, you know, Rui at the time, you know, you know Corey Kispert, Johnny Davis, who are trying to scratch and find roles. And it's just, you know, it's just it's a tricky situation, especially for a guy who – He's never been a head coach before, but lack of adjustments. You're not making adjustments, especially at halftime. How many times have we been up by more than 20 points and gave up the lead? Lack of adjustments at halftime. Um, two, sticking to lineups and not, you know, really mixing, uh, mixing and max, uh, matching lineups. You know, he really sticks to his lineups, and he really doesn't look at, you know, uh, man, matchups. You know, because uh, if you look at his roster, you have a lot of guys who can play at multiple positions. You know, you look at KP, he can play the four, play the five. Denny can play the three and the four. Kispert, shooting guard and small four. I mean, the list goes on. You know, I, I really want to see one set sealed, really get into matchups and not sticking to his core lineup, which is obviously the tall lineup with, you know, Monte Morris, Bradley Bill, Kyle Kuzma, Christopher Zingas, and Daniel Gafford. But I want to see him mi uh, mix and match a lot more with his lineups because he does have a lot of capability with this lineup with a lot of players with the ability to play multiple positions. And three, you know, the defense just not there. You know, like I said, um, his MO was defense. And the defense has not been much better than it was on under Scott Brooks. And what Sunseld has to, he's got to step it up. Um, you know, with this off with this offseason being really, really shaky, because we really don't, you know, they say they're moving forward with Kyle Kuzma and Christopher Brazingas, but obviously both those players hold the chips. So Anything can happen this offseason. But, you know, can West Sunsell implement his system? Can Tommy Shepard find the pieces to put in, the, in this defensive system? There's solid questions to ask, and we shall see. But I give West Sunsell Jr. a C- minus because, you know, while he's had his moments and you do see him kind of learning the job, you know, the lack of adjustments, you know, sticking to his lineup no matter what, and defense not improving for this team, are three reasons why I gave him a C minus. So, before we end the show with uh, talking about the GM of the Capital City Go Go, Amber Nichols, tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So, how does it work, you ask? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than the Prize Picks projection, you can win 25 times more money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the National Basketball Association, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, mixed martial arts, boxing, disc golf, 
Euro basketball, cricket, ooh, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy, y'all. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational over 30 states and our neighbor to the north and Canada. Don't download the Prize Picks apps or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you 50. Don't forget the Ember promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day, tomorrow, we are going to do grades for the starting unit. Monte Morris, Bradley Bill, Kyle Kuzma, Christophe Brazingas, and Daniel Gaffer. So definitely tune in for tomorrow's show. So before we roll tonight, and I definitely appreciate everybody showing them tonight. We are definitely, you know, we're gearing up for the offseason, and we're going to have a lot of content for our blueprint, me and E's blueprint for this franchise for the offseason, who stays, who goes, and we're going to do a lot of stuff for the draft. And so definitely gear up, definitely tune in, because we're going to be putting out a lot of content going into the offseason. So finally, you know, we uh the two kind of wrap up everything. Telly has got an F. Tommy Shepard got a D plus and Wilson Silver Jr. got a C minus. So, you know, while I do not need to talk about this person, I'm going to because I think this person, you know, the, obviously the Capital City Go-Go is the G League affiliate of the Washington Wizards. But I'm going to go ahead and grade the general manager of the Capital City Go-Go, Amber Nichols. And the reason for that is because I'm a big fan of, her. you know, she has done a great job with this team. What so what do I grade her? Easy. A plus. She has done a tremendous job with the Capital City Go-Go. Why do I give her an A-plus? Simple. Second year in the playoffs. You know, this team is a playoff team. This team is good. They show progress. This is a really good team. You know, two, you know, when a need arises, you know, with injuries or with COVID like last season, these players have been able to come up and be NBA-ready players and contribute right away, whether it was Jordan Goodwin, whether it was Jay Huff, whether it was Quentin Jackson. They're getting these guys ready to contribute. If the need arises for the Washington Wizards, and that just that that falls on her. And number three, Jordan Goodwin, Quentin Jackson, and Jay Huff. Those three guys that came in and played great for the Washington Wizards. And Jay Huff again winning defensive player of the year for the G League. Quentin Jackson, you know, the human highlight reel, and Jordan Goodwin earning an NBA contract from a two-way contract. So I believe a lot of that has to do with Amber Nichols and how she's building that team. So again, A plus for Amber Nichols. So that is my grades for the owner of the Washington Wizards, Ted Leonces, general managers, Tommy Shepard and Amber Nichols, and head coach Wes Unsell. So, again, these are my end-of-the-season grades for these four people. Now, obviously, uh, Ed, um, Ed is probably going to do his grades on the next episode, so he's going to give you his four grades for uh, Ted Leonces, Amber Nichols, Tommy Shepard, and Wes Unsell. But definitely tune in tomorrow because, like I said, going into the offseason, um, you know, obviously the playoffs are going on. So, you know, most, you know, if you're, you know, other teams, if they're, you know, if their teams made the playoffs, fans are looking at the playoffs. But, you know, for this team going forward, we are going to talk a lot about the draft because obviously, oh, another thing, uh, today we actually lost the tiebreaker versus the Indiana Pacers. So the likelihood is we're going to be drafting around the eighth and the ninth spot, which, hey, <laughs> is usually where we draft anyway. So, you know, we are definitely going to talk about what are the best prospects for our draft position who stays, who goes in offseason, and we're going to put out a lot of content for y'all, man. So, and again, um, before we roll out, appreciate y'all, man. You know, this is my first season here at Locked On Wizards. Um, definitely shout out to Ed, man, who, you know, he brought me along, you know, brought me on here, and it's been it's been fun, and it's been a blessing. 
you know, be able to talk basketball with you guys. And I'm ready for another year, man. Me and Ed talking Wizards basketball for the next season, man. So definitely we're going, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night, but I definitely appreciate everybody. Thank you for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We are going to do the end of the season report card for the starting unit with Monte Morris, Bradley, Bill, Kyle Kuzma, Christophe Brzezings, and Daniel Gaffer. So again, I appreciate everybody. Hail to the Wizards and peace.